It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three-Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Hey, this week we're doing something a little different. Um, Richard and I went to uh, a comedy show. Um, we went to see Fred Armiston in concert. Fred Armiston of uh, Portlandia and Documentary Now and uh, Saturday Night Live, especially Saturday Night Live. Um, Fred Armiston's been in tons of stuff, and he's a really funny comedian. Um so we, we drove all the way to Tulsa to see him, um, Richard and I and my son Connor. The name of the show was called um, Comedy, for Mus- Comedy for Drummers and Musicians and Everyone Else, I guess. Uh, it said uh, Comedy for Musicians, but all are welcome. All are welcome, yeah. Um, I want to say this about his show that was really impressive is that uh, the show was totally clean. I mean completely clean. There was like a five-year-old little girl in there, um, and I mean, there was no—I mean, no profanity, no nasty jokes, none of that stuff. Not—not for Fred Armisen, anyways. Fred Armisen. Unfortunately, Marilyn Ricegub was there, and she got pretty dang vulgar. Yeah. Um, Something like, I noticed about Connor. What Connor told me, he watched Fred Armisen like the whole time she was on stage. Uh huh. And he said Fred Armisen looked like he was like just kind of waiting for her to get off. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I don't know what that was about. I, but, I don't uh, know, but I was like, <laughs> this is supposed to be an all-ages show, too. So, yeah. he's, uh, and then she comes out there telling like all these sexually crude jokes. Um, it was, if I mean, you don't know who she is, she was, uh, <laughs> she was Chloe on 20, on the show 24. I think she was 24's Eeyore. It was like, it was like... <laughs> Yeah, Jack, can't do that, Jack. It's illegal. <laughs> so, uh, funny story. So, we're standing out in front of, um, we're standing out in front of, uh, of the venue, and it's the Kane Ballroom. Kane's Ballroom. Um, Kane's Ballroom is kind of a staple in Tulsa. Um, it's been around a long time. There have been a lot of people who have played there, a lot of famous people who have played there, including the Sex Pistols who played there. Um, Sid Vicious actually punched a hole in the wall in the green room, and it's still there. Um, so there's lots of history in, in, the in Kane's ballroom, but it's a small venue. It's what, probably 200 people, maybe? I think it holds about 300, 300. something like that. But it that. was standing room only too. I mean, mm-hmm. there were people standing up in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard and I and Connor, we got there really early, like really early, like a couple hours. And so we were able to, uh, be first in line and get front row seats, um, and uh, we were waiting in line. We were just standing there. The line wasn't anything for a while. It was just me and Richard and Connor and some really talkative guy with way too many celebrity photographs on his phone. A little, little too much. <laughs> little too. I too could many. not believe how many celebrity photographs was, this guy. It was a bit crazy. He was. He's. A, he's an aspiring. This guy was an aspiring. I don't even remember his name. He's an aspiring uh, stand-up comic, and he travels around to like conventions and meets stand-up comics, and then gets his photograph with them. And he's got tons of. I mean, like Robin Williams. And, I mean, it was nuts how many people he had photos with, and really cool stories. You know, so uh, it was neat. Anyway, so we're standing there and waiting in line to get in. And um, Fred Armiston came out, and I didn't even know him. No, didn't even see him come out to the sidewalk. 
But he came out of the sidewalk and started walking past us. And I just looked up, and there he was. And Connor goes, Connor goes, hey, like that. And um, Richard, in wonderment, and this is why I love hanging out with Richard, <laughs> he was just like, oh, wow, like that. Yeah, you know, we were, he, probably, <laughs> he probably thought I was a spaz or something. <laughs> And I just, he just, I, it just kind of caught me off guard, and that's just what popped out. <laughs> it's fine. I think some, you know, you see celebrities like that, and especially if they're like him, has been done a lot. He's done a lot of stuff, and he's really famous. Um, you don't expect him to just be walking down the street. Yeah, he just walked around off, him, walked you know? off down the street, and just kept going. Yep. He apparently went it, just went into some record <laughs> shops and. Uh, the restaurant. He was and checking stuff. Tulsa out, man. Yeah. He was checking out Tulsa. So. Yeah, it was it was just very unusual, and I think that because usually people like that they they've got like their security all around them and uh-huh. all that stuff. You don't expect them just to be walking by, just to go, hey, off we go. <laughs> but uh, most of his uh, most of his humor had to do with mu- with music and being a musician. Um, about ninety percent of it, uh, but. It was not. It was not enough to where you know you're like if you're not a musician you don't know what he's talking about. Right. There is some stuff that I didn't get, but for the most part, I I got most of the jokes and yeah. everything. It yeah. wasn't like you need to be a musician to understand all this stuff. Right. It's mostly just stuff that you see musicians doing at concerts and stuff. <laughs> so if you go to concerts, you you probably. Get what was really great, um, and look, I encourage you to look up this show and go see it. I mean, we got in for 30 bucks a head, mm-hmm. which is really good. I mean, that was great. Um, well worth the money, because yeah, the well, show is great. That's why I suggested it, because those were like, those were deep, dirt cheap tickets to yeah. see Fred Armisen. No kidding. Um, and, you know, what was really kind of intimate about the show as well was, I mean, not only were we sitting, like, right on the front row, he's, like, mm-hmm. you know, right next, right in front of us. There is no shoulder room in there. Though. No shoulder room. Um, however, uh, you know, Tulsa is also Bill Hedder's town. Bill Hedder um, came from there. And uh, Bill Hedder and 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 uh, Fred Armisen are really good friends. And they've known each other for a long time because they do a lot of things together they've done documentary now together they've done Saturday Night Live together they've done films together um so he and Bill Hedder have a real good relationship and it just so happened Bill Hedder's sister was in the audience that night and he was talking to her and asking her questions about the set and what I found out from uh my little this this guy that I met you know I can't remember his name who was one of the stand-up comic a lot of these comedians will go from town to town like this and do these small shows to try out new bits and if they work, then they try out new material. If they work, then they go to the bigger venues and do them, do them there. Um, so I'm really glad that Fred Armisen was, you know, decided to come to Tulsa mm-hmm. to, to try it out because he killed. I mean, the, the whole thing was really funny. I was laughing constantly, um, just hysterical stuff. I mean, just really, really funny. And then he's like asking the bit where he's like asking uh, Bill Hedder's sister whether that last bit ought to be cut out of that part. You know, oh, yeah. should I cut that or should I keep it or whatever? It was like almost like a experimental theater session, you know, where he's like trying stuff out to see if it's going to work, you know. And uh, but it all worked. It was all funny. I I was dying. I, it wasn't a missed note in the whole thing. Um, right from the very beginning, where he comes out with a suitcase. 
and he, he plays music that mm. people advertise suitcases with. It's people advertise. A band wrote that music. He says, and then right down to the last where he plays uh, Blackbird out of key. Yeah, yeah. You know, you al- we almost died for real because I booked us in a murder hotel. <laughs> a murder hotel. I booked us in a murder you hotel. Did. So Richard, in his naivete, uh, who doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really know Tulsa like I do. He booked us a hotel like smack dab in the middle of some really bad neighborhood. Yeah, and... he was like a mile, <laughs> but it was like, oh, this is cheap. It's got what we need, and it's a mile and a half from the theater. Yeah, it's a mile so, and a half from the theater, and it looked okay in the photos. But it's not. It's not good. Um, when you're pulling into the parking lot and there's an abandoned car, it's probably not a good time to. You know, it's probably not good. Um, for one, well, you know, it was kismet though. It all worked out. God worked it out though, because we, you know, we uh, we we got the wrong room, and then we went down there to get it straightened out, and they weren't going to straighten it out really, um, and they weren't trying hard enough to really straighten it out. So I was like, just Richard's get our money back. And so we spent a little more money and we went to a different place and it was pretty good. So Yeah, yeah. yeah so nice I found out just from reviews that this was in the hotel was in nineteen twenty nine, an mm-hmm. orphanage. <laughs> which then after after the after they all the orphans were were <laughs> were drowned in a well and the what were, they were drowned actually, in a well for real? Nah. Okay. But okay. I, no, that's just okay. Mine. That, was, that was scary, Richard. Okay. No, sure. They they were drowned in a well, and <laughs> you you don't see the well because they paved the parking lot over where the well was. Um, None of this is true. Okay, but yeah, it was it was an <laughs> orphanage in nineteen twenty nine that became a boys' home and then became uh, a place like for the elderly, a retirement elderly, home, a like retirement, a retirement home, yeah. home to care for the elderly, and then they turned it into a hotel. <laughs> But the original fireplace in the lobby is the original fireplace from when it was an orphanage. So that's that's yeah. where all the souls escape to. Um, <laughs> oh man, yeah. So we were like, oh, that's a good thing we didn't stay there because maybe we have our souls sucked out in the middle of the night mm-hmm. by some demonic force, you know, whatever. But it was kind of creepy. The, it had a creepy vibe because you mm-hmm. know those hallways are really cramped and very windy. I guess mm-hmm. maze-like. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I was expecting a little kid on a big wheel to come down through there. Mm-hmm. Um, come play with us. So anyway, we stayed at a different hotel. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Except good for the sausage. Yeah, the sausage. That's was that's the se- second <laughs> n- nice hotel I've stayed in within the last two years that had really questionable sausage. Questionable why, sausage. Why can you not get sausage right? Well, you know, I didn't really like the uh, the uh, possible egg disc. Oh yeah, I wasn't really sure if it was really an egg or whether it wasn't an egg. Those are those ones it that was they disc th- shaped. Yeah, they and, were. Those um, were those things, those dried ones that they put on that they put on the sandwiches. At I'm not kidding that they put on the sandwiches at Subway and call oh, them a breakfast sandwich. Man, um, no, they're like I don't know. They're like freeze dried or something, and then they like warm them up and they become soft. I don't know. They're weird. Subway, eat fresh. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> eat, eat, eat mildly This fresh. episode not brought to you by Subway. Um, all right, so um, let's move on to the uh, pilot of the week with a, right. a retro pilot. Our now. retro pilot review is of <laughs> Heat Vision and Jack from 1997, <laughs> I believe. Yes. Starring Jack Black I, and... Uh, uh, as Jack. As Jack. 
Yeah. And Owen Wilson Owen is the Wilson voice in, as the uh, voice of the, of the of the motorcycle. Motorcycle heat vision. <laughs> and Ron Silver. Yeah, and Ron Silver as himself, <laughs> as a part-time actor who's also works a, for NASA. Yeah, as a bounty Jack. hunter for NASA. Yeah, this was uh, directed and I believe written by Ben Stiller. Um, no, it was. It wasn't written by. Ben it was Stiller. written by um, Dan Harmon and some other guy. Oh wow! Okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> basically, the premise is that um, that Jack is this guy who, um, he was an astronaut, and he got too close to the sun and absorbed the sun's rays, and it made his brain get bigger. And so he's like the smartest man in the world, and he knows everything. But only when the sun is up. Only when the sun is up, yeah, which makes for some real hilarity whenever the sun goes down. You know, and he's like explaining some very complex thing, and all of a sudden he just forgets what he's talking about. <laughs> and then yeah. he's like, throw this away. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to spoil it for you because we, we want you to watch it. Um, I think what we do with these movies and stuff is sometimes we spoil too much of it. So, I think we. So I think a lot of times when we review stuff, we don't give enough details. Uh, well, I yeah. Think, I think but I don't maybe think we should give away the the plot. Or no, whatever. no, but I think we're, um, we're. But it's got some great juicy little moments in it. Uh, but it's really bad. It is. It's pretty bad. It's bad. I can see why they didn't pick it up. It's bad, but. <laughs> In it's, a good way. It's, it's enjoyably bad. <laughs> yeah, because Jack Black, um, it's difficult for him to be in something and not be funny. I mean, he's really funny in this. Um, he's kind of an idiot, and uh, but then but then whenever he's like super super smart during mm. the daytime, he's still kind of weird and quirky and strange. Um, <laughs> and it's got some bizarre. Uh, stuff they're fighting some kind of alien menace from outer space mm-hmm. that takes over this guy's body. Yeah, it takes over like this cook, <laughs> chef. diner chef, diner chef guy. Yeah, and it goes through his spatula like SpongeBob. Yeah, and um, gets him, and he like you see all these sparks behind him, and he t- glows green. Um, and then he goes around disintegrating people with his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> Paragon, turning is his them name. into like yeah, he calls himself Paragon, kneel before Paragon. So he, like, uh, freeze-dries people, basically turns them into a little pile of dust. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfect little pile of dust, kind of like the, you know, little perfect piles of dust that mm-hmm. were in the Batman movie, like, from the 60s. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that? Where the villains, they get this, like, dehydrator ray. Yeah, and they I've suck seen all that. the suck all the water uh-huh. out of people, and they turn into different, like, brightly colored dust piles. I have seen that, yes. <laughs> this one um, is just flesh-colored. yeah. Piles um, of dust. You know, <laughs> I think dandruff. this is another one. Like, what was the last one we talked about? Oh my gosh, what was the last pilot review we did? Oh, um, was good. It? Look well. Look well. Yeah. See, I think this is another one that <laughs> would have done fine on like TBS or or sure or like Adult Swim, Cartoon yeah, Network's Adult yeah. Swim. I adult think, Swim for sure. Yeah, yeah Adult Swim for sure. I think it's one of those ones that would really kind of lend itself to that niche audience yeah. of kind of offbeat comedy. Yeah. Um, but it was on Fox, and yeah. so that was its biggest hurdle, was that it was on... completely... I mean, it is completely absurd. It is. I mean, it's just absurdist humor at its best. I mean, you... you uh, none of it makes sense. I mean, it's complete... I mean, it's like, why is this guy 
you know, the whole explanation for how he, Heat Vision became Heat Vision yeah. is just hilarious. I mean, it's like his motorcycle riding roommate came to rescue him. Yeah, he said it was his God. job, his, his unemployed roommate, Doug, came to <laughs> rescue him, and he gets blasted with by Ron Silver with an experimental ray that, that nourished him with his motorcycle. <laughs> but he just looks like a motorcycle, yeah. not like a... Like a human motorcycle hybrid, which would be mm. that would be cool if it was a human mo- motorcycle hybrid, but it's just a motorcycle and not really that. And it's kind of a Harley or something. I'm not really sure what it was. Yeah, and he's, he's like, "Come and get some," and he goes, "Oh no, he knocked me over." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the villain knocks him over, and he's helpless. <laughs> I can't get back up. <laughs> it was so awesome. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's on YouTube. So it's in very poor quality. Poor quality. But I don't think there's Take any, what you can get. Yeah, I don't think there's any physical <laughs> copies of it anywhere. No. So um if if you have a physical copy of it out there, please, you know, uh send us an send us an email or something at uh three cylinderstardrive at gmail dot com. And, you know, let us know if you do. Um I might buy it off of you. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I just, I might like to have that in my 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 little library of weird stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and it's Jack Black back before, you know, gosh, back before all the stuff that made him famous, you know, pretty much. Um, back during the beginning of the Tenacious D days, probably, when that started um, on HBO. Or was it HBO or Showtime? I can't remember. It was HBO. It was an HBO show. It was HBO. Um, yeah. Or well, I know they did, like, an HBO show in, like, 2014, and it was only, like, three episodes. Right. Um but it's before, I mean, it's before, it's before, you know, Nacho Libre or anything. this was around the time that he, I don't remember if it had ended or what, but he was, he was a, um, he was a, he was a player on, uh, Mr. Show with Bobby oh, David. Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. really where he got like his first acting right. big role. Well, this has got to be before that though, right? I mean, 97? Like, I think, I think Mr. Show was like 95. Okay. Okay. I think that's when it started. It was in like ninety five. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, so uh, Heat Vision and Jack, you know, go check it out on YouTube. It's kind of hard to find. Uh, what was the one channel where uh, we found it? Funk House, one word, no e on house. Just yeah, Funk House. F u n k h o u s. And you don't look up Funk House because I, I tried doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, there's some uh, some other places too. There's a few other channels. Yeah. Um, but um, it's. It's really funny. I mean, I, I really enjoyed watching it, even if it was bad in parts, but it was still really, really... I, I got the humor. I totally thought the humor was great. Okay, so uh, next week, um, we're going to review another movie, probably watch another film. Probably. And uh, talk about some other stuff. So, till next week, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots.